as London is plunged into tier three uh, from Wednesday. I think Premier League football is uh, is more vital than ever right now uh, as something to, you know to enjoy, something to get our teeth stuck into over the festive period. Um, and that's uh, what we're going to talk about mainly today on the podcast. Now I'm joined. Um, we were joined late by Mr. Jonathan <laughs> Boothy. I'm going to throw you under the bus straight away there. Um, what was your excuse? Oh, I input the password like 20 times and it wouldn't work. <laughs> Honestly, it's not my fault. I was actually on time. I've been here stressing for 20 minutes. Allow it, man. I apologize. Everyone. Are you wearing gold as well? I wear mustard, actually. Mustard. mustard. Uh, I think it's the way the light's <laughs> shimmering off it. It looks golden. It looks good. It looks good. Um, we're also joined by Mr. Uh, Jonathan Miller. How are you doing, John? Yeah, very well. Somber mood, somber mood, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. You two have, um, yeah, you've had a, a, a traumatic start to the season, the worst start to the, uh, an Arsenal season. Uh, are we saying ever or 50 years or something like that? Greg, I think, had the stats on that yesterday. And hello, Mr. Greg Hollands. Um, you can deliver that stat now if you wish. I think it's the worst start since 1959, off the mm-hmm. top of my head. Shocker. Um, worst start to, that's a long time, that is. Big. John, you were about 15, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was in the stadium. Down the mines. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get we'll get on to that, but um, we're actually going to start the show differently today um, and go straight into um, our lies game that we've played before. Um, actually, quickly before that, what what's people's opinions on London dipping back into into uh, tier three from Wednesday? Just quick roundtable opinions. You think it's necessary? You think it's a, an overstep, Greg? I think if uh, if it keeps everyone safer, and I think if it means that we can all get out as a collective quicker and mm-hmm. earlier, later down the line, then yeah, I think it's uh, I think that's the right choice. Yeah, John, you agreeing with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if there's surges, um, mm. then they've got to put some intervention, interventionary measures in. Is that a word? Um, yeah. So I mean, if there wasn't, um, then it could probably have dropped down, wouldn't it, to to tier yeah. one? But it's going the other way, and yeah, we've got to keep everyone safe, man. Yeah, it's strange because it it does seem like not a lot changes between the 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 differences between tier two and tier three are not huge. I thought gyms closed, but apparently gyms are staying open, um, and hairdressers stay open. It's just pubs and restaurants basically that's the only yeah. that to, from what i can see and football fans there'll be no 2000 fans at fulham no arsenal no tottenham whatever um but yeah there's there's not a, a huge difference between those two for me it seems like they're just you know anyone that's out getting particularly drunk over the christmas period is not going to be able to do that anymore and um boofy i'm looking at you uh, <laughs> 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 they're trying to keep you they're trying to tame you. It's not going to happen, up, man. I know. <laughs> I, had, I had plans for this New Year's go absolutely wild as well. Yeah. After the little stumble one this year. To be fair, that's probably what they're doing. They're probably thinking end of end of uh, yeah. work parties, Christmas yep. parties. Now nah, let's shut that down. They're going to ruin it. Yeah, yeah. Because it is ultimately, you know, if most people that are sober after what nine months of coronavirus and and following rules and restrictions and stuff like sober people are generally following the rules i think once you have five six seven pints in you i think the you know 
you're probably going to go uh, a little bit off the uh, off the track, um, and I think they're probably just trying to prevent that a little bit. Um, all right, let's leave that lies game. So we've had this before. Um, we have a topic or a list uh, that you can name things from, uh, and then someone has to say how many they think they can name on that list. If uh, the next person thinks that they can do better, they say a, a higher number or they say lies that person has to uh, do it. We all know how to play it. Um, if my explanation wasn't good enough, then <clears throat> I'm sure you'll pick it up here during uh, the show. So I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go bottom left, and then... So it will go John first, uh, then Greg, then Boothy. So the first topic... And you're going to have a minute for this, by the way. I've doubled the amount of time that you get to do it. Um, the first pop topic is how many... Um, current premier league managers can you name in 60 seconds and john it comes to you first i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for an easy one (laughs) i'm gonna go for 12 12 it's quite high so do you reckon that's high well let's see what greg says can he can he go higher i'll go 14 14 and then Boofy. Lies. I'm out. Lies. Boofy's coming <laughs> in with the lies. Okay. Right. Now, this is going to be a team effort on verifying this, but um, I'm going to start it up as quick as possible because I know Greg's mind is going to work right now. So, three, two, one, go. Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, the Hassan Hoodle, Ralph, uh, David Moyes, mm-hmm. um, Chris Wilder, Jurgen Klopp, um, uh, Frank Lampard, Sean Dyche, Arteta. You're on 10. You're um, struggling. Uh, Ancelotti. Coyce uh, is hard, you know. 20, 20 seconds and you need what are the teams three. are there <laughs> don't tell him don't tell him don't tell him boys <laughs> what what other teams are in the league we've got uh Fulham oh uh, Scott Parker um two more then we got uh Bielsa and Ooh, two seconds oh I did get it there we go. It's uh, oh, Rodgers. Oh, Rodgers, yeah. I, was, I had Roger Rodgers. Yeah, so the ones you didn't get, you didn't get Dean Smith, uh, Graham Potter, Roy Hodgson, um, Brendan Rodgers, Steve Bruce, Slavin Bilic, and Nuno. Yeah. Fair. But that was, to be fair, you did very that's, well there. That's, you that's, you, that's you well. named more than John had quoted to do. So, uh, But unfortunately... We get um, one point goes to um, John and Boothy. So we got John, Boothy, Greg. Um, so, actually, that's not how that works. Right. Uh, next up, the next topic, Greg, you get first um, say on this one. So it's uh, we had the Champions League draw today. Um, it's how many of the 16 remaining teams in the Champions League can you name in 60 seconds? I'll go conservative and say 10. And then it goes to Boothy then next. 12. 12. And then it goes to Mr. Lies. G- 
John Miller say lies on Boofy. Oh, hi, why, bro? Come on, man. Oh. Well, okay, right. Oh, got a minute, though. Let's go then. So, three, two, one, go. Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Richard Dortmund, Bayern Munich, Leipzig, Russia, Mocham Gladbach, um, Atalanta, Juve, uh, uh, Shit. Shit. <sighs> Who's in? No. Fuck. Fuck. Was he on, Greg? I lost What am I on? But one more. I think you're on 11, yeah. Fuck. You've How long has he got 27 that? seconds. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on, Boofy. <laughs> oh, PSG. Woo. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Let's just check out that one to come up. Can you name one more in the next 15 seconds for good luck? Uh, um, Leon? No. no. Um, 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 Beginning with L. I don't know. Italian. No. Right. Lazio. Yeah, Lazio. Yeah. But I trust that PSG wasn't mentioned in that that opening bit. That was the only thing I was. Uh -oh. So yeah, twelve. Well done. Uh, so, oh. Boofy moves underestimated out into the lead. Boofy's good at this. Is Boofy's like specialist game? Um, like <laughs> <Agreeing> champion. <laughs> right. Um. And then this one is Boofy's to uh, say whether he wants it or not. So, as well as the Champions League draw today, we also had the Europa League draw. Um, I'm not going with the last 32, I think it is, in the, in the Europa League at the moment. Um, I'm going to go with winners of the either Euro Europa League or the UEFA Cup. So, basically, that tournament, since it's been a single match format okay. in the final. Um, and... Well, actually, I won't tell you how many there are, but if if you quote over it, then I'll I'll let you know that uh, that's over it. I will go with six. Okay, John. Oh, man, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with eight. eight. So you said Europa League winners, yeah? Yeah, Europa League winners. I'm gonna yeah. go with eight. So it's cool. from. I can tell you, it's from ninety-seven. Cool up until like last year or this year rather so there's been like certain teams have won it multiple times so there's not there's not 23 of them there's less yeah. and then greg are you saying lies or are you going with... oh greg back yourself man back yourself <laughs> my my footballing knowledge goes back to the 2010 world cup and i think Sevilla are the only team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sevilla times 10. Yeah. all right i'm gonna go lies okay <laughs> lies this is good Right, so let's go. So if you get, what was it, eight is your total, yeah? I said eight, yeah. So if you get eight, it, it will is. tie with Boothy. And if you don't get eight, then Boothy wins today's Lies game. Have you got the list in front of you, Dan, or do you want me to go? I've up? got the list in front of me, yeah. Um, Dan sounds so salty about Boothy win again. <laughs> 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 nah, man. Nah, man. I'm cool. I'm cool. All right. Let's go. Uh, so, three, two, one. Go. Right. I'm going to go with Atletico Madrid. They won it a few times. Sevilla mm -hmm. won it a few times. Chelsea. Yep. Uh, Mourinho didn't. No, he didn't win it. Mourinho won it with Porto. Uh, United. Um, Juventus must have won it. Um, no, Juventus. Oh. Won it. Uh, okay, uh, let's go. Galatasaray beat Arsenal in the final. Yeah. Um, Lazio. Lazio won it. 
Ajax. Ajax. Uh, no. Uh, no Ajax. Uh, Inter. Inter. Inter Milan is one, yeah. How many have I got there? 97. You need one more. Bayern Munich. Bayern Leverkusen. Bayern something. No. Bayern no. Munich, Gladbach. 14, 14 <laughs> seconds. Liverpool. 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 There we go. Eight. Oh, fair play. Okay, so that draws you. That draws you level. So I'm going to have to quickly get a tiebreaker here. Tiebreaker. Um, and there we go. That's the timer on that one. Um, so teams you could have had. So you had Inter Milan, Parma, Galatasaray, Liverpool. What's that? We've won it. Spurs. Not in this. Uh, not in the single um, thing format. I don't think. When, uh, when it was the UEFA, we were the first British club to win. Yeah, you won it in 83-84, but it was a two-legged um, final oh, okay. at that point. Um, so Inter Milan, Parma, Galatasaray, Liverpool, Feyenoord, Porto, Valencia, um, CSKA, Moscow, Sevilla, Sevilla, Zenit, Shakhtar, Atletico Madrid, then Porto again, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Sevilla, 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 United, Madrid, uh, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, and Sevilla. So, the last sort of ten years has been won by people winning it, you know, again and again. Uh, I'm shocked Juventus haven't won it. Yeah, I guess they've always just been in the Champions League. And yeah, never, never really go out of that, do they? Um, so, I think I have one for. Um, I just need to get the list up, uh, and I think as reigning champion. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> um. Boofy will get um, will get the choice of um, or will get to go first, basically in terms of what he can name. Um, well, actually, no, you'll get the choice of whether you want to go first or whether you want John to give a quote a number. Okay. And, um, so the topic is current Premier League referees. <laughs> How many can you name? Oh my god, John. You passed it to me, are you? I passed siege. I saw you, bro. I saw you. You got to put a number on it. You got to put a number on no, it. No, no, no. He, he's got the option to. He, he oh, can. He can yeah. choose. John, John could. I'm gonna go first. five. Five. Okay. Can Boothy do more than five? Lies. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. I don't know. I think John's got this. I know. I know. He's got I a know. minute to name five oh, current Premier five League referees. referees. All right. So three, two, one, go. Okay, Michael Oliver. Yep. Um, Dean Atkinson. Is it Dean Atkinson? Rowan Atkinson? Martin Atkinson. Martin Atkinson. Did I say Mike Dean already? Did I say Mike Dean? No. No. Mike Dean. Yeah. Is it Stuart Atwell? Is that is that? Yeah, four. You need one more in the Who's that bald-headed guy? No, who's a bald-headed one? It's, it's like a sausage. A sausage head. <laughs> Anthony Taylor. Yeah, he's got it. He's got five. Sausage head. Oh, well played, John. Does, well played. Does Mr. Bean not take five points? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Black Adder. Um, right, yeah. So you could have had... Uh, I'll give him in reverse order of um, how many games they've refereed this year. You've got someone called Robert Jones... Um, there we go. There's your minute up. Oh, Simon Hooper, Darren England, Lee Mason, Andy Madley, Peter Banks, Graham Scott, 
David Coote, Stuart Atwell, Paul Tierney, Craig Pawson, Andre Mariner, Kevin Friend, Anthony Taylor, Jonathan Moss, Chris Kavanagh, Mike Dean, Michael Oliver, and Martin Atkinson. So uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I should have yeah. uh, that myself. <laughs> All right. So we have a new Lies champion um, in Mr. John Miller, winning it three to two over Jonathan Boofy. Greg coming in uh, in the last place with zero points on that one. Um, so let's go back to football. Um, and talk about let's <laughs> burst burst your bubble there, John. Um, yeah. And talk about Arsenal versus Burnley, which was the um, the late game last night. Obviously, went on at the same time as the Leicester game. Leicester winning three nil. Um, but yeah, Arsenal Burnley. I didn't watch this game. I'll put that out there straight away. I followed it. I was like, you know, Fulham just had a really good result today. Now Arsenal can just do us all a favor and you know take three points from Burnley. Don't do favors. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> um, and was this first of all? Was this result a shock at this point? Um. <sighs> yes. No. No, because of the way they're playing. Um, and it's just one of them things when you hear all the stats. When I heard all the stats before the game, you know, you know. Burnley haven't won at the Emirates and Sean Dice has never beaten Arsenal. Um, and the way we've been playing, I remember one time when we got the win in like this 98th minute or something like that, a few seasons back. And that Arsenal just had like a little bit more about them. If they were losing, they'd really go for it. They had Olivier Giroud, Sanchez, they'd really just go for it and create something, whether it was a penalty or this team just whenever I've watched Arsenal play and I haven't watched them a lot this season I must say cause, just because they're making me not like football um, <laughs> but I whenever I've watched it's just been so terrible it's like they just don't know what they're doing I mm -hmm. think the last time I had a rant I spoke about us trying to get back into the game I can't remember who we were playing and um, Tierney was just playing one-twos with the goalkeeper with like 20 seconds to go and it just there's a, just a lack of urgency. They don't really want to win the game. They don't know how to win a game, you know. Um, and yeah, I wasn't massively surprised. And there was I, I was kind of checking out Arsenal fan TV. I do I do like like watching a bit of Arsenal fan TV, especially when Arsenal are losing. It's actually it brightens up the day because there's just so many characters on there. It just makes you laugh. Um, but um, DT is that one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got DT yeah. and there's a few others. Um, but um, there was a stat basically saying that, that when this happened in 1959, it was they lost actually to Burnley. That, that fourth game was to Burnley. They lost 2-4 uh, at home um, to Burnley. And I was like, I listened to it and I was just like, let me see how much I've got on my coral. And I was like, God, I've only got three quid left. It's not even worth it. Like, nah, nah, nah you know what? Can't, can't bet against my own team. We're going to get it today. We're going to, we're going to, you know, Bamiyang's going to, you know, he's going to score a penalty or something. He will turn it around. We win this one one nil, um, and uh, you know, and then he scored. You were sore. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. He's he, he scored. If he <laughs> can't score, <laughs> in their opposition today. Wait, might as well score your own. He's broken his duck, and um, hopefully, there's many more to come. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to not go irate like I was last time, just because I'm just tired and just tired of it. Um, it's, it's just. Yeah, I just think I think the main thing for Arsenal fans, listening to Arsenal fan TV, myself, uh, speaking to Arsenal fans, is I can't see us winning. 
like you've got Chelsea coming up, um, you've got Brighton in, in a couple of weeks, you've got Southampton, you know, I actually cannot see how we're going to win those games. I can't, I can't, it's not going to be a set piece. Um, we're not going to cut them open. We're just not dynamic enough. It's not going to be on a counter-attack because um, we don't really play good counter-attacking football. So I don't really, like at least, and and yeah, I kept the winger out in, in um, today. Uh, sorry, Wenger in, sorry. Um, and they're just, I'm not saying that, look, that's not going to happen, but at least under Wenger, you know, we were, we were in the top four. This last year or two, we fell out of it, but we would never go on a run like this. It just, I just don't ever remember Arsenal Wenger going on a run like this. We might lose one or two on the bounce. Maybe if we were playing City than United or City than Chelsea, and they would just steamroll everyone else, you know, mm. get a draw in a North London derby. You know, and then steamrolled all the bottom tier teams or bottom table teams, and then just lose uh, in, against the top six, and then we just come in fourth. You know, that is so much better than yeah what we are dealing with now because we had that team had he was able with with, with terrible players like Diaby and Danielson. We were able to like they had character. He was able to g them up into going right. You got to win this game. You know, it's a North London derby. You've got you know, Michael Arteta just. I think he's lost the dressing room already. You can't yeah. see the shoot out of these players. I think I think it's where like experience as a manager comes in because obviously Arteta's been in. You know, he was in Everton dressing rooms, Arsenal dressing rooms, City, but actually being in that manager's position and being in that hot seat as the manager, I think it's so different at being a player in a dressing room, whereas a manager has such a you know a wider kind of role within the club of keeping everyone happy and, and managing everyone's spirits. And I think that's where, like, you know, like you say, under, under Wenger, these things didn't happen because he was, like, what, 65-year-old man that had been managing for, like, 30 years or whatever at that mm. point. Um, and, yeah, I, I, just think, I just think there's... Arteta's too, too young within the role. Um, and I think that, yeah, like when things are going well and when, when he first came in and, and, you know, Arteta ball and all of that, like, yeah, it's great, but I don't know. I feel like this is a, this is probably a learning curve for him. Um, and it's not to say that he's not going to be a great manager in five, 10 years time, but this is definitely part of his own personal development as a manager. And unfortunately he's doing that on the big stage and um, in front of everyone in the Premier League. And we're um, going to stick with him as well. That's the that's the thing. I yeah. think that the board, they're going to stick with him. And on one hand, I get that because the gestures. On one hand, I get that uh, because better than this one. They're not his. <laughs> they're not his players. Yeah. You know, um, Partey's his player. He's out, and um, uh, Gabriel's actually done. He's actually played quite well in the games. Mm. He hasn't really been at fault for for, for, the, for the goals. You know. Um, we're not really defending properly as a unit. And at the end of the day, we will concede. Um, so they're his signings. Um, you know, people like Hector Bellerin, who can't take a throw on, Granite Xhaka, who's never been good. Um, you know, they're, they're like Wenger signings. Yeah. And yeah, that team is still, I mean, Lacazette, Bamiyang, they're all Wenger signings. Um, you know, so uh, Tierney came under um, Unai Emery, I, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think, although it's really painful, um, I think the, I think the board are going to give him a couple of transfer windows, and and say, you know what, 
you know, if you don't get a tune out of these players, you know, with your players, you know, at least if you've got five or six of your players, then yeah, then you know, you got to, you got to, you got to go. But yeah, I just think yeah, Granit Xhaka is awful. He's an awful footballer. He doesn't <laughs> offer anything to, to Arsenal. He doesn't. Doesn't he? Doesn't what does he do? Um, yeah, you know, and Bellerin may can't even take a throw on. And, you know, it's terrible. Terrible. Um. So, Boothie, do you think that it's possible to kind of get that dressing room back? Like, once you've lost the dressing room as a manager, can you can you turn that around? Like, I, I can you think of any recent history Premier League manager that's lost the dressing room? and kept his job and turned things completely around. I mean, I'm sure there's there must be some examples, but generally losing the dressing room. I mean, the the main example would be Mourinho. Mourinho always loses the dressing room wherever he is, and then he's out in three or four months after that. Yeah. Can, can you turn a dressing room around? I, I don't think in this day and age you can, because that's suppose it's about player power. It's been about player power for the past like, 10, 15 years. Now I feel like the players have too much control. If they don't like you, they won't perform for you. It's that simple. You've seen it with Alteta at the moment. You've seen it with Mourinho at all the teams he's been at. And you see it, you've seen it uh, under Emery as well. If the players don't like you, they will drop tools and just not perform. And I feel like it's it's I feel sorry for him at times because some of these players he's put so much trust in them and they haven't reciprocated. You've got Bellerin for me, Bellerin uh Jacka are the two main culprits where Arteta has backed them week in, week out, started them week in, week out, and they just have not performed to the standards which, well, I know Bellerin can perform, but Xhaka, let's forget about that guy. The sooner he's gone, the better, because I can't, I, I backed him so much, I don't care anymore. But those players are letting them down. All right, all right cool, your players who are out of form, that's fair, they can find their form, but those two players in particular have let him down. But I feel like sometimes um, Arteta is not blameless in this, because... I feel like when you have the Europa League, um, it's a great chance to experiment with your team, experiment with formation, and to try different uh, systems and see what, see what works. And sometimes players perform so well in a competition. You see, for example, uh, at Tottenham, you had... Um, so Bale played quite a bit in um, the Europa League, got more minutes in the Premier League. Uh, Harry Kane, back in the day, started in the Europa League, uh, played for Tottenham, and now he's one of the best strikers in the world. I feel like Arteta hasn't given the players who's played in the Europa League squad a chance to perform in the Premier League. You've got Cedric, hasn't put a foot wrong in the Europa League. Hector has been playing shit at right back, hasn't got a chance. You've got Ainsley, great in the Europa League, hasn't been given a chance. Um, and then you even got uh, El Nenny, who's in and out of the Premier League squad, but uh, week in, week out in the Europa League, he's killing it. And then he'll play Xhaka each week and he's not performing. So I feel like I, I can't say that Arteta is completely blame the situation, situation please because he has 25 players to choose from don't start the same 13 14 players who are not performing for you or who are out of form change it up bro because at the end of the day like john said i don't see honestly where our next three points are coming from I, I can't we have brighton southampton chelsea until christmas where are the three points coming from where, <coughs> where's the points coming from is Let that brighton away or at home uh brighton away yeah okay which is a hard game so honestly then. <clears throat> If we're, if we're still in the situation after Christmas, we're, if you like it or not, we're in a rele- relegation scrap, if we like it or not. It's, it's, yeah, you've got to laugh with the pain, because that's, that's the reality right now. I haven't enjoyed a Sunday. Scrap. Bro, I haven't, I haven't enjoyed a Sunday in about eight weeks. Honestly, I haven't enjoyed a Sunday in so long. 
because his team just doesn't want to perform. I, so, I, so I know Greg's been waiting in the wings, so I'll, I'll keep this one quick, but I, I can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to change it up. You know, that Man City, when you kind of watch Man City when they were, you know, playing really well, like Mendy, get it out of his feet, whack, like sort of mid-height mid crosses, fizzed across the box. But you had Jesus Aguero, you know, David Silva coming in on things. Like, Aubameyang, bruv, he's, he's next like a giraffe. Like, he ain't got no power. Like, how many headers has he, has he scored? Yeah, these, these boys are yeah. yeah, these boys aren't speaking. Tierney is putting oh, some absolute belters. <laughs> Tierney is putting in some absolute belter crosses, right? High, low, left, right, you name it. He's got it on the money. But these attackers are not attacking the ball. But the prime it's not their week. game, Boothie. It's yeah, not their I game. know, I know. But then it's, not, it's not Aubameyang's game. If, Looking at Dortmund, it's not his game. But if you're a striker, bro, you've got to be potent in the box. You know what I mean? There was a chance last week against Tottenham. It's, it's going to irritate the shit of me saying this. But the ball came across the box and Lagzet was there. But instead of attacking the ball, he's let it run past him. I think, bro, you're a striker. You should be alive in the box. Jermaine Defoe, that's a goal. Ian Wright, that's a goal. Why? Because they attack the ball. Don't let the ball touch you then you've got to take a touch when you shoot. Attack the bloody ball, bro. It's not going to hurt you. And it pains me as well, man, because it's, it's just basic stuff, man. But yeah, whatever. Go on, Greg. Take a sip and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and swirl that around and then get a glow. Expel from your mouth. Huh? There's, there's a lot to, to go over there. But I mean, the thing is, is like John said last night, I said I must be loving this in the group chat. The thing is, I was loving this about six weeks ago when it was a bit funny. It's just a bit sad now. It's just, I don't really know Pity. what's going on with it. But the, when we played North London Derby... I was not nervous for it the whole day. I didn't think about it. Normally, I think, like, you know, it would be really like us to lose this game. This this time around, it was like, there's no there's no fight in these players. Even the manager, you defend Arteta a bit there. Even when the camera cuts to him during these games, I, I don't see any fight with him. I don't see him chasing these players down, hunting them down. I don't think there's any cohesion between them. I mean, I saw uh, Eddie and Ketia came came on about like the 80th minute or something like that. Arteta was talking to him in his ear. In Ketia was somewhere else. He wasn't fucking listening to this guy. Mm. You've got a young player like that. He, you'd think he would be soaking up every single syllable that Arteta is telling him. Arteta, this player that was incredible for Arsenal, it worked under Pep. He was somewhere else. He was tucking his shirt in. Yeah, all right, cool. I'm on. There's something mm. really inherently wrong at Arsenal and you're in a catch-22 of you can't get rid of him because he was meant to be the solution to Emery. So if you get rid of the solution in, is it just over a year? Just under a year? Just under something a year. Like that. Under, yeah. what, what, I mean, you wouldn't struggle to get a manager in because no matter where you are in the position in the table, you're Arsenal. It's a big team. But it's just such a catch-22 of there needs to be a solution, but... Where does it come from and what is it? What does it look like? I think we should get rid of him now because I, I agree with Dan. I think maybe in five years, you know, we'll be looking at one of the top five managers in the world, maybe, maybe five, ten years. But I think if we don't act now, we're going to miss the boat. Allegri's out of a job at the moment. He'll probably look to come in soon. Potch. Yeah. <laughs> no way. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you mean. Man yeah. United, Man United, at some point, they're going to get rid of Oli. Oli is not Man would you United take Ollie? No, no, I would not. But he they're going to get rid of him, you know. And you know, Man United are gonna attract a big manager. So I think we need to sack Arteta before no, Man United sack Ollie. 
so that you know we can have a better talent pool to to choose from well it's sort of what we did with potch i mean we could have kept on with him and saw where it went but levy made the point of right jose Mourinho is available and uh, at the time it was emery looked like he was on his way out a few more managers looked shaky we bit the bullet and went for him and you know yeah you're right i think maybe you you need to strike now i i think you need to go um I think you need to look within the Premier League and try and recruit, try and poach a manager from somewhere. That doesn't really happen too much anymore. I, mean, I can't think of the last... Obviously, Poch came from Southampton to Spurs. Um, I think uh, Kuman did he go from Southampton to Everton? Everton. Maybe, yeah. but it, do- it doesn't really happen. But I'd be looking at Hassan Hassan um Spirito. Nuno, like, Nuno, I think, is... He would be my prime target if mm. I was, if I was, Cronky or whoever I don't know who makes the decision. Is he even still part of your club? I always say no one knows he's in charge. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like if I was probably Wenger, Wenger's probably sat there <laughs> under some other name, um, pulling all the strings. But like you know, if I was whoever's in charge of recruiting the next manager, who I'm sure that person is working a, a nine to five, um, Monday through to Sunday job at the moment trying to probably work out what the uh you know how how you're actually going to play that hand um i would be i'd be talking to nuno's people which i'm sure is probably george mendez is that his name the the agent the super agent that sorted out all these portuguese transfers to wolves but um i feel like he is exactly the sort of manager that arsenal need right now someone that's got premier league experience that is you know a leader of of men i i don't want to diss arteta too much but like as a player arteta was never really like you never really looked at arteta and went there's a wow there's a superb like leader on the pitch like when he was at um everton he was like the the backup act to tim cahill tim cahill was the if you if you asked a kid I don't know, like a 10-year-old or something that's into the Premier League, loves the Premier League, said, name an Everton player, they would have gone Tim Cahill. And then probably somewhere down the line, you would have said Arteta. When he was at Arsenal, he was just another clown in a in a, in a circus midfield that um, had Rosicki and, uh, you know, you could prob- Song. yeah, Song. You, you could name probably six or seven players that were in that midfield, Wiltshire, Ramsey, all of those guys. So he's never been that kind of leader at the at the front. Um, and I know he was like an honorary kind of captain towards the end of his time at, at Arsenal. And then he was at Man City with Pep. And I think it's probably more the time with Pep at City that got him this job than anything. Um, and kind of being that sort of um, pupil sort of right there at the front of, of everything Pep was doing. And it was that insane 100 point season that, Guardiola had obviously Arteta was a massive part of that but I don't know I I just think you need someone of that kind of Klopp mold now which Nuno is kind of in that same mold where it's like wasn't Nuno a goalkeeper am I right in thinking that yeah yeah, next goalie but like six foot whatever six foot four someone that young players actually like respect and and kind of respond to on maybe like a different level other than just footballing thing i think there's a 
you know there's the whole thing about Klopp being very tactile and 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 hugging his players and and being this almost like father figure in that Liverpool team I think Nuno represents that um I I mm-hmm. would be going for Nuno I think yeah. I think he's one of the most underrated managers in the in the Premier League yeah he's who I want and also it's not just that I think as well <clears> I think yes Wolves are doing a lot better at Arsenal but Arsenal are a bigger club 100% players yeah a lot of those players might follow him like it would be great to see him going all right you know Jimenez Podence mm. um Podence has been brilliant yeah He's um, so good. you know what's his name his name just popped out of my head the beast Nevers. um Torre, yeah, Nevers. Neto Torre, Nevers. Yeah. I mean, even if you took a couple of those players yeah if we took um Torre I mean we don't have anyone at Arsenal like that we don't have anyone that takes anyone William never takes anyone on Tierney tries he just can't beat his man no one takes anyone on um, Arsenal and, and, and that's what we need we're so obvious our play is so obvious and someone like Traore um, you know you, you don't know what he's going to do he's a bag of tricks he's strong he's powerful you know I think you know yeah I, I, and you look at Spurs and it's like I'd never thought I'd see the day where I'd be like trying to emulate what Spurs did I just Pain. didn't in my lifetime Pain. I just didn't think that they would ever finish above us I guess <sighs> I guess that you know Arsene Wenger you know he, he kind of when he went he just got, went, went to pot but I mean you look at them they, them getting um, Hoiberg and, and stuff like that Arsenal don't do that you know they you know you look at that John Stones or you know people that are out of favour but are quality we never pick up anyone from with Premier League experience we're always yeah. getting some you know someone from abroad that's fancy. They want the next person with a bit of vavavoom, and they come and they got a set. Look at Pepe. We spent all that money on Pepe. Why did we get Zaha? It was about the same amount. It was, it was literally like the yeah. same amount. Um, we could have got Zaha, who's who's a beast in the Premier League. You know, he's an absolute beast. Um, and we just don't we don't do that anymore. I don't think there's a stigma. I think whoever's controlling things at Arsenal, they have a stigma about the Premier League and getting yeah. players from the Premier League, managing Premier League. And I think that needs to change. That really does. I agree with you, Dan. I think I, I'd, I'd want, I'd want Nuno because I know that, like you said, he's a he's a leader of men. People look up to him, and I know that he could probably bring a few of those players uh, across on on bigger wages, a bigger uh, to play on a bigger stage. And um, and I, and I think Arsenal, would, I think he'd do well. I yeah. And ultimately, you know, there is still a lot of talent in your squad, and you need someone that that can bring that out and that can flip the dressing room like we said um and i don't i don't think that necessarily you know i think the urzil issue put that aside you know count count him as never going to play another game for arsenal because i think he's he's becoming kind of a bit quite vocal on on social media and, it, and it, it, i think his tone has sort of shifted a little bit to now i think i think he knows he's he's never putting on that shirt again um for arsenal but you know players like Lacazette I still think he's a, he's a a brilliant striker Lacazette or a brilliant whatever you want to call him number number 9 or um or that, that 10 position but he's just a shadow of the, of of what what he was even when he came when he first arrived at Arsenal from Leon like he he still had like two or three good seasons for you and now now he's like you say Boofy he's not got that confidence to attack the ball in the yeah. box he was like a perfect kind of one touch like an Inzaghi like a, like you say Jermaine Defoe he was that sort of striker when he was at Lyon um, when he was pushing to get into the you know into the, the French national team against Griezmann and uh, you know all, all the other um, obviously battles with Mbappe now and stuff like that but um, I just think there there is talent in your team 
But then there's also a lot of just players. I look at the Arsenal lineup and I see like, I know he's doing his best, but Rob Holding, Kieran Tierney, like these are not these are not necessarily Arsenal level players. And 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 shockingly, those two are probably two of the guys that are doing a pretty good job for you at the moment. Actually, Literally, actually are putting in the putting in the shift. But it it's um yeah, it's just it's just an an odd time for Arsenal, and it and it's difficult like to make any changes without making the big change at the top. I just don't see how, like, I think footballers are kind of, like, hardwired and, and the football culture is just hardwired to think, right, manager goes, that's a reset button for everyone. Um, and no matter, you know, that manager gets on with everyone and, and they, you know, the nicest guy in the world, like, is still just in football culture managers go in means you change and it's time to start working again and it's a clear you know a clean slate or whatever you want to say but so i i just think i think it's a no-brainer that, that they have to get rid of him and the longer they leave it i don't know whether they're waiting for a stage where they're like mathematically impossible to get into the europa league or something like that that's what i'm thinking like that they might be kind of operating on that kind of uh what is it? Modus operandum, I think, is the is is the the land term. But like, uh, I don't know whether they're going on that on that. You know that that as long as they can still qualify for the Europa League, it's all right. Mm. And at the moment, obviously, they're probably only I don't know eight points or something off of off of Europa League places. So, um, but <clears throat> I don't know. You got a very active vocal fan base and AFTV etc. Like. That's not going to get. They're not going to quiet down anytime soon. So it's going to be a. It's going to be a tough. Uh, a tough uh, Christmas, I think, um, at the Emirates. Um, but let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I guess we'll give give Greg the final word on it. Um, Greg, do you think he should stay or go? I think that the uh, the FA Cup win and maybe the potential of another FA Cup might be keeping him in. But as you say, once it's mathematically impossible to. Uh, qualify for Europa League and maybe if they get knocked out of uh, the FA Cup uh, if they haven't already are they still no FA Cup they don't play till January yeah right yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah those are the things that are hanging in by a string <clears throat> and maybe if they give him a little bit of time in January to see what he does but yeah thin ice yeah very very thin ice um, yeah like you say we'll move on we'll talk about a couple other fixtures very quickly um, Fulham won Liverpool won that was uh, quite a shock um, I think bad day for Liverpool or just a a great Fulham performance. Boothy, Boothy, we kind of watched the second half together yeah. at the same time, didn't we? Like, yeah, I feel like first of all, I think the fans helped massively um, in that result because that's when it's the first game back from the fans. You can't get bad five six, can you? So I feel like I feel like that was in the players' heads. And if I'm being honest, Fulham played quite well. And I feel like they they are quite unlucky that they didn't win the game because they had a few chances. I say a few, quite a few chances to score. But I think like when got Abubu Akara at the AK forty seven up front, yeah, yeah. the guy Kamara. needs about five, six chances to score goals. So, he's not uh, Premier League. I'm sorry, he's not. He's, like, not. <laughs> he's more like the French league. And yeah, he was league one. Like we got him yeah. in from I think Ren or somewhere, but like yeah, Lorient. But, I think it might have even been. Yeah, no, you guys played that <laughs> quite well actually, which I was I was so shocked about. When you told me, ah, oh, Fulham won the up, I was like, what? I was like, you're lying. There's no way you won the up. And because of a dodgy penalty as well, the same reason why you guys dropped um, 
I mean, two points. Uh, yeah, and it feels like it feels like a loss as well. It feels <clears> like a bad defeat because obviously you guys are winning, but yeah, in hindsight, it's actually a great point. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, we said like it's. Uh, that's probably a point that our rivals don't get. You know, against Liverpool, hopefully Burnley won't pick up a point against Liverpool and um, we did it so yeah yeah but like you know um West Brom etc the, the, you know the other teams are, are kind of fighting to finish up outside of the relegation spots um probably won't get those results but uh yeah Liverpool end up getting a, a VAR penalty um handball what was everyone's opinions on that penalty I, just, I mean I don't think it was a penalty yeah kind of because soft. it I mean correct me if I'm wrong didn't it hit the other player first, and right. then come back and hit. Like, hit, like, like, yeah, hit like here. It hit here, but it was kind of like bobbing in around and he, yeah. looking at the ball. How's he meant to jump? Nah, like, let's of the. Like, how is that a benefit? Because handball would be if it was to benefit the defending players. But I mean, like, you, that's such a natural. How are you not meant to? I. Hmm. We, yeah. we haven't got long enough. We haven't got long enough for it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> soft as soft as baby shit. I feel like it was a pen because I think the, the, the free kick was going on target. And if, if Bo Kamara didn't like put his arm up like there, it would have got through that gap uh, towards uh, the goal. So I feel like it actually was a genuine penalty by the letter of the law, obviously. But nah, it was. Fuck it. It's a penalty. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> I wonder if uh, there'll be kind of new... Is it, is it something, um, I guess, probably maybe not at the level that you're training, John, but like... Um... They teach players oh, funny you these, say that. these kind of um, form body shapes and stuff now. Uh, not so, not on my game. So I spoke to uh, one of the other coaches. He does the under 11s, I do under 12s, and he he played a friendly. Um, so just a bit of background. So the uh, from under 11 down in this league, I don't know about any other league, the London County Saturday Youth League, they stopped football until January, but you're allowed to play friendlies okay. from under 12 up to under 21s. You can keep playing. So my team's playing league games he won 4-0 on the weekend but my one of my colleagues he played a friendly so I gave him a buzz and I was like how'd you get on he was like it was 4-4 they gave the ref gave three penalties all because of the arm was in the unnatural position and when what? he was challenging it he was like you got to coach your kids you got to coach your kids about not putting their arms in unnatural positions he was just like three penalties he drew 4-4 wow. four, four because they had three penalties and they were all like crosses in players just kind of jump in and it kind of right, just hitting yeah, them yeah, yeah. as they're blocking their faces and the rest giving penalties and I just thinking that's just come on grassroots football you're crazy like if 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 if, if player puts their hand out you know to stop it or you know they go to control it and it hits them in the hand yeah give a penalty but they're blocking their face they're kids do you know what I mean mm. and yeah it's just outrageous another point as well is I think I was mentioning it to Dan earlier in the week is like if you're a professional footballer, you're kicking a football every day of the week. How difficult really would it be to aim, if a player's in front of you, five yards, whatever, to aim for their arms if you're in a penalty mm. box? It, any minute now, it's going to become a tactic for I think it already you know, is. your West Brom. I think it already is. What was yeah. the right. Champions League final two years ago with Mane and, uh, against Spurs? Right, yeah, 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 exactly there. Yeah, exactly. That's a great example. It's like, it's just not in the benefit of the beauty of the game. Sorry to get all fucking lardy dar Amazon Prime straight to DVD kind of shit on you, but <laughs> do you, you know what I'm saying? It's going to become a tactic for any team. It's like a proper like Sam Allardyce tactic almost. I can see him pinging it all the way up. 
just aim for their arms and try and get three penalties to win three nil, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I I just wonder like whether it will be if there's certain drills and stuff that people can do and and because you're almost asking people like players to learn to to do most of the work when they're jumping with their legs and their legs only and, and don't use your arms for any kind of leverage or momentum um if you're if you're jumping for something and then if you're trying to block something have your hands behind your back but you know if you get someone uh, that's you know jack Grealish or something like trying to dribble past you and he's twisting you inside and out and then he's pinging a quick cross in like while well, you got your back turned on him like you say, like like Greg says, there's going to be a lot of penalties given and and free kicks given in 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 good positions, and I think I honestly think it is it's already part of the game. Um, mm. But yeah, that that happened anyway. There was a penalty earlier on in the game as well that Fulham should have had uh, Fabinho tackle on uh, yeah. Ivan yeah. Cavallero that Andre Mariner decided to go and have a look at and and said no. Um, which is fine. Like me and Boofy talked about it at the time and, and, and kind of said, yeah, it's good that a referee's kind of taken ownership and, and um, you know, is, is making the decision himself. However, we saw that the, the angles that he was shown on the screen at the side of the pitch um, were completely different angles to what we saw at half time, you know, that, that where they had actually kind of worked out the best angle for it and the one that showed clearly that Fabinho kicks Cavalero's foot into the ball mm. and, and, you know, um, should have been a penalty. It wasn't, but I don't know. VAR, VAR decisions can, I'm sure there's podcasts that literally just go through VAR decisions with a, a, a what is it called? A tooth comb? Um, fine tooth comb. Let's be honest though, your goal should be disallowed because Salah was pushed to the back with two hands. <laughs> so you know what, yeah, it kind of just evens it out yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. But uh a, a great Fulham performance and, and yeah. a point that we're, you know, very uh very happy to have. It's a shame not to get three. Um on to the next one quickly. Um let's not spend too much time on this, but Everton um won Chelsea nil. Bit of a shock. Everton have been sort of on a uh, a downward trend since the start of the season um, but they pick up all three points in in you know against a very good Chelsea team who have been keeping clean sheets um, shock result Greg? Uh, on the surface level yeah but when you see I, I watched the I think did I watch the whole game? I don't know maybe I did I, I definitely saw the penalty though and uh, Mendy's decision making there wasn't great <laughs> Uh <laughs> Oh yeah, he completely wiped out uh, Calvert Lewin, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, it was. Can't sus. remember if it was a statistic, but I think he's given away, I think like the most penalties or something as a goalkeeper this season, or he's he's contributed to a lot of penalties. So while he's keeping clean sheets, he's right. It's not his decision making's a bit dodgy, but yeah, there was a bit of controversy as well with um, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Obviously, took the ball to take the penalty. Uh, Richarlison had a bit of a problem with that. Did you see that? There was a bit of a coming together between those two. Richarlison sort of went in almost, not headbutted, but you know when a player kind of pushes their head Ooh. on another player? Um, did that to Sigurdsson. Um, is that, you know, are you seeing red flags there or is that just a hunger to, to score goals and do well for your team? John? No, I mean, I would say if it was if it wasn't Richarlison, um, you'd 
but he's he's that way. I mean, if anyone, if you've been watching him for the last few years, he's very like he's on the edge, isn't he? Yes. Like he's, yeah. He's, he's, he plays on the edge. He, he's an aggressive player. Um. So yeah, I think as well as that, he's almost like the donkey for the team. Like he does all the hard graph. He runs into the channels. You know, he gets fouled. He wins the free kicks, but then he never takes them. He doesn't take the penalties. Yeah. He's, Calvert Lewin's on the end of everything. And I think he just wanted a goal. I don't think he yeah, scored it. Yeah. And I just think he thought, you know, I, I want a goal because, you know, I deserve a goal because the way I've been playing. But if you're not a penalty taker, you need to step back. Yeah. His last goal uh, was <clears throat> for Brazil um, against uh, Uruguay. Then before that, it was Brazil against Peru. Uh, and yeah, his last goal for Everton in the Premier League was uh, on the 26th of uh, September. Yeah. So it has been a while. Mm. He's so had yeah, a load you... of chances, bro. He's had a load of chances, but and plus, I guess goal. on that logic as well, you add to that Sigurdsson is actually a bit of a squad player there these days. Sigurdsson's not a starting player, so like you say, Richarlison's doing a lot of the work to put Everton in the position they are, and then and then Sigurdsson's coming through. The penalty itself as well, he it it looked pretty cool in the end, but. If the goalie had saved it, there would have been some serious questions asked, I think, over Sigurdsson because it was a, it was kind of like a bit of a limp, cool penalty. But uh, yeah, he got away with that one. I think there would have been a bit more coverage uh, on that whole situation um, if not. Um, and then our last game that we're quickly going to talk about is Palace Spurs. Um, Harry Kane put Spurs one uh, 0 up in the first half, and then what did they get to? About eighty minutes, Greg. And then uh, 81, 81 minutes. Yeah, who yeah. scored for Palace? Schlupp was it? Schlupp. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, <laughs> that one. Probably <laughs> the most frustrated I've been this season with them. I think the Everton loss was frustrating, but apart from that, uh, just purely because we were really attacking and really positive going forward. Then we scored the goal, and then we just sat back and tried to soak it up, which is really sort of uninspiring. It's you know, it's a typical Jose thing and it's, we've seen it before happening against the bigger teams and it sort of worked. But I mean, the Palace goal was inevitable. It came at a late stage. Um, you know, we had a few chances, but their goalkeeper was having a great game, but we should have killed that game two, three, four nil and then soaked up the pressure. It just really wasn't uh, not, I mean, it's a point. It, we're going to drop points along the way, but we should have done better that game, I feel. Yeah, in in a in a weekend where a lot of players, um... <laughs> sorry, someone's just posted a a funny comment in the chat. It's just a joke. I'll read it out. Actually, it's a bit. Is it acceptable? Is it PC? It says my girlfriend dumped me, so I stole her wheel her wheelchair. Guess who came crawling back? <laughs> I don't know why they posted it in there, but <laughs> it's uh, Jesus. it's a uh, it's um. An interesting comment. <laughs> it's about Spurs, at least. Um, but yeah, uh, a result, yeah. I think we kind of expected Palace to do that. Yeah. Palace at Selhurst is a very difficult game for any yeah. team in the Premier League. Um, you know, no matter how much you dislike Roy Hodgson, which I know a lot of a lot of people don't like his style of football, he has a very kind of well-drilled Crystal Palestine these days with some exciting players in there. Easy, obviously, had a good game. Um, Zaha's always a threat. Um, that midfield schlup, Mil- Milivojevic, um, 
they're a hard working team and, and I think uh um yeah, I think a point probably is better than than it feels like at this point. Mm. For yeah, Spurs. Yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um Boofy, what did you think of uh what do you think of Spurs' chances? Apparently after twelve games in a season, um Mourinho always finishes in that position at the end of the season and obviously after twelve games with Spurs, he's top of the league. Um is it looking like he's gonna stay there? Oh. He's never finished lower than he's than he's been after twelve games. Jesus. Um the only reason why I have some faith that Tottenham will spurs it up is because this season is so unpredictable. You know what I mean? When you got some, you get some freak results now and again. Obviously with Aston Villa, Arsenal losing three of the Villa as well. And when you got everyone being everyone, I can't really see it uh, maintaining. But then again, if anyone could do it, it's Mourinho. Like that guy is a winner. So um, if anyone can do it, it'll be him. But I don't want to admit he can do it. So I'm gonna say I feel no. Sick. I feel it, it hurts. It I hurts because right now, <laughs> bro. It hurts because it's Tottenham, yeah, and it hurts as well. Is that it's Jose as well? So mix it together, you got like, the worst cocktail in the world, and it's such a bitter pill to swallow. Because it's, if, if being honest, I would give an arm and a leg right now to swap positions with Tottenham. The manager, the team, it's just oh, I can't. I, yeah, can't. I, I think, I think they might do it. You know, I think because uh, Jose, he's he's got them well drilled. Um, Kane, once Kane gets going, and this year he didn't even have that sort of thing where oh, he doesn't score, he didn't even start in August, so he didn't even have that. Um, you know, once he gets going, he, he never stops. Yeah, he's not he's not somebody that kind of you know goes for the middle of the season, he doesn't score, and then just starts scoring when you're out of it, you're mathematically out of it. He is he is going to be consistent between now and the end of the season. The only thing that's, for me, stopping Spurs from winning the title is if they get injuries, injuries. long injuries yep. to Kane and Son. If they don't, I think they're going to win the league. Because uh, I just think there's some hex going on over at Liverpool <laughs> at the moment. There's a hex, someone's got a hex on them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if like Salah gets injured or something, but they've just had a load of injuries. I think it'll be tight. I do think it's between them two. I think City are a little bit off the boil. Sorry. Um, in United, that's just, yeah, they're again, yeah, they everyone is inconsistent, like Boofy said. It's that kind of season where it is, but since that first game of the season against Everton, they haven't lost, they're going to pick up a few draws just because every game is competitive in the Premier League nowadays. No one rolls over, rolls over anymore, but City will still drop those points, you know, might go to Wolves and drop points, you know, what I mean, they'll still drop points. Liverpool will drop points. Spurs will drop points. But I just think Mourinho, I think he's he's got his mojo back. You can see him on the, the bench. He's got a smile. He's got the players playing for him. You know, he's had that last season, um, the Amazon Prime season, where he's, you know, you can see him building it and, you know, changing the mindset. And it just looks like he's done it now. I think he's, he's changed the mindset of those players. And unlike Arsenal, I think if it, if it was the other way around and they were losing 1-0, I, I, they would have probably won that game. Or, or they would have at least got a draw. You know, they've they've got that that in that that fight in them, which will make them not lose many games. Like they they'll get over the line. You know, Kane last minute scrambler and you know in a six yard box. Like they're going to keep picking up points. Um, yeah. 
you know, and uh, yeah, I, it pains me to say it, but I, I think they, I think they might do it. Yeah, I I think for me it was where you could see how good they were or they are at the moment is in the last. I watched probably the last ten minutes of that game, so the last five minutes plus stoppage time, which I think was another five minutes. And Spurs, the whole time Spurs looked like they were going to score. It was only because the goalkeeper, Guaita, made a couple of like unreal saves. Worldies, bro. Um, Absolute worldies. Eric, I mean, Eric Dyer's free kick at the end was, was you know, right on the money and, and he, he picked that one out. So, um, and that's where you know, like a team is is a real kind of title contender when they've got, I know they, they may be, didn't capitalize between sort of whatever it was 25 minutes and 80 minutes um where they could have gone two up but actually they did have another gear there that they clearly were trying not to use and maybe trying to hold back for this Liverpool game that's coming up um on on Wednesday but yeah they look they look threatening and they look like you know a team that that can cause damage and I think John's right you know I think there's going to be a lot of times this year where they do what Liverpool did last year and get those get those last minute goals, beat those, you know, teams that they're expected to beat and, and maybe grab games against um against the top teams. I just want teams to, to kind of not be afraid to play a bit like, you know, we haven't talked about it today because I don't think it's worth even giving any airtime to the Manchester Derby at the weekend. Which is just a wet <laughs> whatever. Like it was just Riot crap. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, it's not worth even talking about because it's just it wasn't a Manchester derby. It wasn't anything, and and I think I'd hate for the Premier League to k- become something where the top teams just turn like just don't bother even playing. Basically, like 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 a Phil Man United and and City kind of neither team was willing to take a risk. Um, and I think if you're gonna win, whoever wins the league this year is the one that can take, you know, the most risks and 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 get that reward, but. Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I think we'll leave the show there. It's been just over an hour, I think we've done, but it's a good show today. I've enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, Arsenal fans will probably enjoy, you know, your input as well, Boofy and uh, and John. Um, I think we spent a nice amount of time on that, and obviously we had the live game <laughs> at the start. So uh, yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Um, we won't do a social media roundup because what I'm going to do is I'll probably put more of the lies game up on our socials and uh, get people in that way. So, um, yeah, I guess thank you, boys, for uh, for being here on your Monday night. Um, and, yeah, we might have a different lineup next week. Um, hopefully Tom Tom will be back and uh, might have Neil back on the show as well. So um, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, Amazon, all the games are on Amazon this week. So, uh, hopefully we'll be watching as much football as possible and we'll have double fixtures to, uh, to talk about, uh, on the show next Monday, which will be good. But yeah, so, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for watching and, uh, bye-bye. See you later.